Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part Cosmos Space, hosted by Tricky. The IBC Gang Lounge airdrops are back. Let's take a listen. Am I yeah, still online? I, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, that makes sense. Um, uh, quickly going down, there's a bunch more like community based stuff, which is, I think you can see their focus is primarily the community and the engagement side of things. They led with engineering, uh, but then like the public goods community, um, you know, moderating for uh, other languages, Twitter, Telegram, Discord, translation uh, of documentation is a big one. Um, community events, conferences, meetups, workshops. Uh, I think in that, like that should include, uh, I'm assuming conferences encompasses and meetups encompasses like uh, spaces, um, YouTube videos, is that? Um, just having another picture. Tell me, Rama. This is another dot point. Yeah. Is is there a um, like is there a category that says if you are above X yes. ranked? <laughs> no, like yeah, if so you are above X ranked. So anything in the top twenty can't get a delegation. Correct. Yeah, top twenty are excluded from delegations. Okay, cool. And yep. do they also have like a um? Exclusion if you've been slashed. Uh, so there is a section at the bottom, and it says um, to maintain a delegation, you must be in the active set, um, and you must be uh, participate in uh, at least eighty percent of your votes from when you're in the set. Uh, yes, no, no with veto. Um, maintain uptime of ninety five percent, and not increase commission above ten percent, and. In, less n to zero so greater than zero less than 10 um sorry greater than zero or 10 is the cap um must not have less than 80 percent uptime for five days must not be jailed more than once for downtime and i'm assuming this is within like a, a quarterly window uh, and must not be jailed for five days in a row oh jesus <laughs> so it's quite lenient five days in a row Oh, must so, okay. Total jail time, right? Not not being jailed yes. over and over again for five days. So you said you can only be jailed once, right? Uh, it says must not be jailed more than once for downtime. Must not be yep. jailed for five days in a row. That's the exact wording. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying if you have been jailed that one time, you need to unjail for more than five, five days. days. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do. Doesn't I do like that they. But I'm assuming the jail implies a slash. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The jail implies a slash. But I do like that they have a allowance for someone to be jailed because sometimes shit happens and you get jailed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, should it happen? No, but sometimes it does. So yeah. people get sick, you know, smaller teams, things can go wrong um, with availability of resources and that type of stuff. So, 
it's yeah, good that they do have an allowance. The one part that I just wanted to touch on too, which I think was a really good exclusion from this policy, is there's no like um, code of conduct or like you know uh, ethical policy, right? Like you can be a validator and you know go out and do your thing and, and say what you want to say. Uh, but let your work speak for your work, right? And if you choose to do work in those areas, you'll get a delegation, uh, even if you choose to be a cunt, uh, excuse the language, uh, on Twitter, right? Just because yeah, that's so your personality. So that's, it's qualitative-based, not whether you're a prick or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes so, sense. And I think that's a good exclusion, right? Because I think I was pretty concerned about that um, just as a general principle, right? Like you're validating and contributions. Uh, completely separate to your Twitter personality, right? As an example. Yeah, but I mean, also, who's going to be the prick police? Like, you can't have people skulking everyone's social media Correct. and saying, oh, no, this guy's a prick because someone thinks they are. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's got their own style and their own communication style and their own thoughts and beliefs. And I think as far as um, your, your social media presence goes, like, if you're generally an arsehole, uh, and you know, people aren't aligned with what your your um, beliefs are in, in your you know for your validating. Then they're not going to delegate to you, are they? They're just going to delegate away from you. So I think that's self governing as well. Anyway, so I don't think it needs to be something that's part of the the delegation policy. Like, oh no, you said uh, this one thing on Twitter, so you're excluded. It's just way too subjective. Yeah. So I think uh, overall, um, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with what's been released so far. I think um, there's been a bit of contribution to date on the forum. Um, it, you know, I think you've got some really good ideas. If you can uh, find half an hour to write something up along the lines of you, that what you just said, I think that'll be some nice feedback for them. Um, you should paraphrase me, Rama. <laughs> I should paraphrase you. We might need to follow up, call over a beer, and uh, I can take some notes. Yeah, well, next uh, Wednesday, right? Yeah, is it Wednesday, is it? I think so, yeah. Um, should be driving down on Wednesday, so. Okay, cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll have a look. I've actually got some time this weekend, so I'll um, probably jump in there later on today and give my two cents in a very detailed, opinionated way. <laughs> yeah. What are you, uh, what are you cooking up now, um, Mr. Gaines? Sorry, yeah, man, I've, I've bloody, uh, I mean, it's actually breakfast. It's like uh, a 1.15. <laughs> yeah, I got up at four, but I'm just now getting around to cooking breakfast. So sorry about the noise in the background, guys. I've been walking away from the stove trying to minimize it. Bacon eggs, sausages? I'm actually making a bacon muffin with cheese. Oh, oh shit, I've got no cheese. Just a bacon muffin. You're just having a bacon muffin. Yeah, uh, bacon and egg. I've got no, uh, I've got no cheese. I've got no barbecue sauce. I've got shit the bed sauce. Maybe I'll uh, put that on it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's li- literally the name of it. I'll put a, I'll put yeah, a, uh, a photo on Twitter. Um, I just uh, t- I pinned a tweet from uh, Made in Block. Uh, I think these guys are validators uh, on a couple of different networks now. Um, uh, they made a, uh, a site that shows hub without ICF delegations. And I think they're going to do this for all chains for like foundation delegations, which would show 
uh, the movement of validators if the um, the foundation delegation was removed. I actually um, saw that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's super interesting. It's like the top end of town essentially wouldn't really move. Like literally the top uh, 15 wouldn't move. Yeah, um, I can see that. Then when you get like towards the bottom, well, actually, that's probably a bit of a lie because the people who moved are lower in the list. Um, there's one validator that would literally lose like 96 places or something. I think it was. I'm just trying to find it They're further down. Uh, so like Sentinel, as an example, would lose 65 places. Like Sentinel's 153. They're currently, well, they would be 153. Um, they must be sitting in like the 90-ish um, just from the, the validation, uh, the delegation. Wow, um, that is savage. I didn't even, yeah, Sentinel. Yeah, yeah. like Sentinel, I'm pretty sure Sentinel are like uh, part of the OG uh, Adam uh, builders, which is, that's another story for another time. That I'm let's let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's another one, uh, Kocha Kolja, uh, 74 places. Uh, Mythos, 82 places. Like all of these vowels, block matrix, 99 places. Savage. Um, like there's all these random names that have just been around since like the OG days that uh, will no longer be in the active set or will be like far lower in the list. Uh, if they well, they will no longer be in the active set for the most part, right? Because that's just removing the delegations. Once the the new policy is applied, um, then all new vowels will come in. So I think it's really positive for the community. Um, while there might be some um, uh, some work to do on the policy, I think simply removing the current delegations. Yeah, Hayubi Civil Node will lose 45 spots, as an example. Um, but I think they'll probably, they can probably um, submit to get re-delegations. I think they just need to clarify the two node situation because I think one's their staking um, and one's their engineering or development um, node. Uh, and I, I don't exactly know how that works. Like technically we can't stop them and I don't think we should. Uh, it's a permissionless ecosystem. Uh, should the ICF give them a delegation when they've got a civil is probably the question, right? But yeah, sorry, well, I mean, once civil because they're openly saying that they're Hyobi, they have two nodes. It's still a civil, whether you say it is or not. Like whether you admit that well, you're running two nodes or not, it's still a civil. Hiding, the definition of a civil is that you're hiding your identity to attack the network. Is it? Where's that yeah. written? It's literally the definition when you Google Sybil. I mean, the definition came from a book. So Sybil. That is not, that is not about validators. It's like in Wikipedia, attack on a computer network service subverts the service reputation by creating a large number of pseudo-anonymous, pseudo, pseudo-anonymous, pseudo that word sucks, identities and uses them to gain disproportionately large influence uh, to yeah, from the book Sybil, um, that's like the definition is like to attack the network. That's what we use. I don't think they're doing well, it to attack the network, so we probably shouldn't call it Sybil. They're just taking two node slots. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, let's put it this way: the the definition aside, is that behavior that you want to incentivize? Correct question, right? and that's what that's what my point was more to like. They're not trying to hide their identity. They're running two nodes for a reason that we don't know. Should ICF delegate to their engineering node, which I think is the one that's going to lose the delegation, 
um, when they run in two nodes? Probably not. But Hayubi's business is that they have a staking node like Binance, like Kraken. They just happen to also have stood up a, a development slash engineering node um, for that part of it. And it's probably a separate business with separate um, funding, et cetera, uh, from a book. If they're like... If it's like an R&D node, there is absolutely no reason why it would need to be a mainnet. There's a thousand um, test nets that they could do that on. They don't need to have a R&D node on a mainnet. Well, they, they currently have a delegation because they were from the OG days from, um, from everyone else's delegation. So whether they choose to keep that running once they lose the delegation, probably not. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, they're going to lose that delegation. It's going to move them down in the lower half of the town. And then when they reapply delegations to people who apply for them, they will probably drop out of the active set. They would need to make a very strong case, I would say, to uh, be able to get an, a new delegation when they're running two nodes. And I think uh, given the, the recent direction of the ICF, they probably would say, hey, uh, you can only have one. We will stake to you. Or they won't actually stake to their big one because they're in the top 20. Uh, you aren't eligible for a delegation and therefore they'll stick the note down, right? Well, they might. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that's an in, it's one interesting part of the overarching play. But I thought the uh, the website was really cool to kind of see where, um, where everyone would end up. Um, and I think that's something that would be really cool to see for other chains, just so then you can see uh, how the foundation delegations uh, impact on um, on the validator set. Um, so then, yeah. you know, questions can be asked. How do you contribute to, to warrant that delegation relaying and all that sort of stuff? And again, we're getting that overarching discussion of we need a better way of identifying what services validators provide and how do we weight them. Don't want to go into that now, but I think it's a good start. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, it's definitely an ongoing conversation, isn't it? Um, and it's you know it's yeah, without getting into it, it's a really complex bloody thing to tackle. But so are many things in this uh, proof of stake world that we live in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it overall though. Like uh, from what you've told me, having not read it, it is um, it definitely sounds like it's a step in the right direction in comparison to what the status quo has been to date. So it's good to see. Yep. Yeah. And there absolutely cool, could cool. be some, could be some cues taken there for like other networks looking to do the, um, like a similar thing. So. Yeah. I yeah. Think, um, if you're looking to do something similar for Juno, I think there's a, a great foundation that you can look on there. Um, you know, make it Juno specific uh, ways in which people can, contribute to to Juno um, or even if you wanted to make it like if you contribute to Cosmosm given that we're going to you know fund uh, Confio um, you know if you contribute to the wider Cosmosm uh, you could be eligible for a delegation this is a thought that's like for the broader ecosystem and not just for Juno right yeah so yeah I mean Juno already has like the delegation handbook which broadly speaking sort of guides the the delegations there, um, but it needs improvement. And, um, you know, and it's kind of, like you say, it needs to be in line with what specifically is required by a particular network, not just, um, you know, a blunderbuss approach to having the same thing for every network. Um, definitely needs to be like 
um, you know, the categories need to be specific to providing the value that that blockchain needs. But yeah, I guess the only other thing I, I would say is like, I'd reiterate that anyone who is looking to implement like uh, foundation or whatever um, large wallet uh, delegation policies should definitely make sure that the way that they're implementing those categories is sustainable um, and not wasteful um, in terms of just creating a situation where people are just trying to tick a box rather than produce quality um, outcomes for the network. Yeah, yeah I think one of the big differences that I get right off the bat that, you know, I'm interested in what you think about those people that aren't in the active set can apply for the delegation. What do you um, did you say they can or should they be able to? No, I see that policy they can. And do you agree with that? It's really hard to key or tricky. It's like your microphone's not really working. So uh, I know what he's saying. Um, so I guess I can answer it. But in in my opinion, I'm, it, it is pretty like hard to put a finger on that, right? So I'll give you an example. Um, people who I find to be quite competent validators looking to get into the active set on networks that I validate and have, um, you know, token on have previously asked me to um, delegate to them to get them into the active set. Right. So in that instance, that would be me uh, assessing them on my own criteria to promote them into the active set, thus taking someone else's position. And my answer has always been, and if you look at um, my wallets, you'll see I don't have a problem with delegating to other people. But my answer has always been, if you are not already in the active set, I can't justify bringing you up and kicking someone else that I know nothing about, right? That said, in this instance, if people are applying and I'm assuming that every single validator would apply, then they could be all assessed on equal footing, whether they're active or not. Um, and they should get their points allocated um, for the contributions that they're providing, whether they're active or not. However, they should calculate prior to making the delegations how that will affect the active set. And if they're pushing people out, how they're going to manage that because obviously you don't want to have, well, I can't imagine they would want to have tokens delegated to people that are no longer in the active set. So the question oh, is I like, they're not really going to have a choice, right? Like, well, I mean, you, because there's nothing stopping someone from moving, uh, coming in and buying 150,000 Adam on a brand new Val and knocking out 175th. And then like those tokens would just sit in the inactive set until someone else can, or they can manage to get themselves back in. Right. Their target is to have a 70% stake value. They didn't necessarily say that that would be actively uh, getting rewards. But obviously their end game is to get rewards, right? So if, say, um, say there's 200 inactive validators, right? And every single one of those 200 validators tick off 20% of the requirements for a delegation then they're all entitled to that delegation, right? So 
you're going to have 200 validators in the inactive set soaking up a whole lot of tokens that should be earning the ICF revenue. How do you manage that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard one, right? That's, they've set a policy. <laughs> they've got to try and uh, to manage it. I, I, I get your points, especially the one with like kicking out uh, someone that's got into the active set on their own merit. Um, my assumption is that if you're getting in there by some means and you're getting delegations, you must be providing something to the community to do that. So therefore, it should meet some of the criteria that they've specified to get a, a small portion of the delegation, I would think. Yeah, but I mean, like, a lot of the categories aren't, um, like, none of them are really... Uh, contingent on a validator being an active set. Like you can run a relayer, don't have to be an active set validator. You can, you know, develop a, a explorer, don't have to be a um, yeah active set validator. That, that so it's down to the the weighting, right? Like how are they going to weight these things? Engineering versus uh, contribution and community. So if I was implementing this policy, right, I would probably look at. Um, before making the delegations, I would probably say something along the lines of, you know, a, uh, a simulation should be done of how that will move um, the, the spots around. And then anyone that gets knocked out would probably not end up with a delegation for that period, if that makes sense. Which is a tough, it's a tough pill to swallow, but at the same time, the ICF shouldn't be committing their tokens to a situation where they're not going to get the revenue for the future development. So, Yeah. And I think like, obviously that's, I think that's probably like edge case scenarios, right? Or like an unlikely scenario. They've got enough stake that they should have the majority of their target 70% stake in the active set. And then if you're not in the active set because of whatever reason, uh, that's pretty unfortunate, right? Because I would think they're probably going to be giving like minimum 50K atoms uh, to maybe not. Maybe you get like a 5,000 because you just meet one point, right? Then all of a sudden you're not in the active set and they've got 5,000 atoms sitting there until, you know, you stop contributing because you're not actually getting anything, there's no benefit for it because you're not uh, getting commission. Tough one. Currently, there's 59 inactive, not jailed validators. So if they all make an application and they've all got a compelling uh, reason to be staked to, then that's a lot of uh, tokens that will be staked to validators that aren't in the active set. Yeah. And then, you know, an example again, I'll, I'll use Don. Hopefully he's still here. No, he's moved on. Uh, someone like Don who, um, you know, contributes from a, a content perspective, he'll hit one point. He might get five, 10,000 delegated to him. Uh, if one of those vowels in the inactive set gets, you know, ticks multiple points, uh, they get 60,000, 80,000 atoms delegated to them. Boom, they're in the active set. Don's out. You don't contribute enough. I think that any delegation they give is going to be enough to get in the set because they're going to stake 70% of their total amount. And they said they Just have what? 7.8 million, give or take? No, they have 10 liquid and then 14 that are going to be unstaked. Ah, sorry. I'm, yeah. Did I not calculate the total amount? Okay. So it'll be so even got, more uh, than 20. Now. 
So they got 25 million essentially. Yeah. So anybody that's going to get a delegation will most likely be enough to get into the set. 100, 150,000. Yeah. Like that's a, at, at least people are going to get 100, yeah. 200,000 per, per point. Um, I'm assuming from who would be eligible, unless like Noel like says, like there's really a shift kind of shit applications that just are, you know, checking the boxes. Uh, so I think that's really going to come into play. But I think that also puts more responsibility, like you said, like to really look at, like, okay, who's going to be kicked out? You know, is this person that we're kicking out contributing? Is are we gaining value by kicking this person out and adding this person in or this validator per se? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because there's going to be a lot of atom that's that's thrown around with this, with this delegation foundation. Yeah, I, I, 25 million is a lot, especially when you you know you're talking about at most. 225 validators, right? 175 active set, 50 something in the inactive. Um, cut out the top 20. Um, you know, you're then talking sub, uh, sub to yeah, around the 200 mark, basically, of, of eligible validators to get delegations. Um, unless we see a massive influx of, uh, you know, validators on the hub because they contribute uh, and they want to try and get delegations, which will potentially happen. I, it's likely to happen. Why wouldn't you? Um, yeah, tough one, especially when it's when you're the hub, right? Because like you've got the responsibility of putting in a policy and, and managing it um, as as the hub. Um, yeah, but I think it'll probably iterate it on too, right? Like they've got a new policy they're looking to implement. They're getting feedback. Um, version one will be implemented. And then they'll probably find things uh, along the lines that did and didn't work and can iterate upon it uh, over a period of time, hopefully. They'll definitely have to iterate it. There'll be like initially a lot of gaming of the the um, policy, I think, and they'll have to sort of develop it on an ongoing basis to um, you know, mitigate those types of issues, in my opinion. Um, but like any time you've got... <clears throat> a policy which is like clear cut and this is how the policy works, these are the rules of the policy, it completely opens it up immediately to be gamed. So I think that needs to be considered when you're creating policies so that, um, you know, you can identify that moving forward and then iterate and improve the policies. And I think if they're creating a policy, that should be clearly stated in their policy is that, it'll be iterated on on an ongoing basis and modified to suit the requirements of the, uh, you know, to to best serve the network as a whole rather than, um, you know, just maintaining the status quo. Yeah. Um, Soy was just messaging me. He says um, that the active set will likely expand a lot due to improvements and probably in the SDK. uh, so then say, you know, as an example, he used, if we have a 500 Val active set, then it's not an issue. Well, yeah, maybe. Hypothetically, <laughs> you know, 500 seems like a lot, but uh, 175 currently, you know, if we went to 225, then all of a sudden uh, people who have delegations are higher in the set, but everyone's still active. What do you, what do you guys think yeah. about like civils and whitelists or white labels though? So like if someone you know, decides to have multi-validators because whatever, they can check the boxes on both of them or somebody that's white labeling multiple different validators that per se check that box, you know, is 
is that fair? Like, uh, so there's think? mandatory criteria for selection. I'm not a centralized or custodian entity, and I think the centralized part needed to be clarified around centralized exchange. And I think you posted that tricky. Um, I'm not being paid for a grant. Uh, I'm not in the 20 top 20 uh, charged commission. Uh, and then security the infrastructure, implement appropriate measures to keep maintain a secure, stable infrastructure. Uh, I think those align to that kind of the concerns there from a white label perspective. Um, I, I don't necessarily have. Mm, that's a tough one. Maybe there should be maybe some feedback there should be, uh, you know, potentially white labeling um, due to the nature of um, how some people white label, like complete hands off approach. You know, you probably shouldn't get a, a delegation if you complete, you know, hands-off approach to the, your validator infrastructure and then contribute in other in other means like, you know, socially, uh, you know, are you really being a validator or are you just being a, a social media influencer? You know, it's probably different if you are a team and your team member manages your infrastructure versus a pure white label. And then I think the other one that should be added there would be something around that Sybil or multi-node scenario such as Hayobi uh, that you simply get excluded. If you uh, have two active nodes, um, you're not eligible um, because we should be incentivizing people to, um, you know, keep as many spots open for other people and, and not have, not run multiple nodes. But again, it's like a, it's a free market uh, to an extent um, people can run it. Uh, should they get delegations? Is the question. I think ultimately. Sorry, man. I, just one thing on that. I think ultimately, if you exclude um, uh, white labels, then really you're just incentivizing people to be a white label in secret. Yeah, and and I think and it's hard. That's the, that's the hard part. Is right. Like if people are open about it, such as Don, he's like, hey, I have someone who manages. Uh, my infrastructure, I run the node, I hold the keys, I'm quite open about it. Um, okay. Uh, but then you have people like uh, Alt and Block Daemon on um, Evmos that uh, no one had any idea that they were 100% hands-off uh, Sybil, not in the sense that they're attacking the network, but uh, as a white label that they literally managed the keys on both nodes uh, from the same infrastructure. Um, and I think that's the example of where they shouldn't get a delegation, right? The Dons who are open about it and they still own their keys. Uh, I would argue that they're probably safer, but where do you draw the line, right? Hey, quick question. Um, we're, since we're talking about the ICF new policy, um, do you think that this was because a lot of the pressure it, that was coming out about people um, just being frustrated with the lack of policy, or do you think this is more has to do with the announcement that might be coming out um, at the Cosmoverse uh, conference? Or you, it seems like it has to do with the lack of there was just lack of policy, and people were really frustrated. What are your guys' uh, thoughts? Well, yeah, I'd like. It seems to me like a reaction to people yelling at them in its simplest form is that uh, it was identified as a shortcoming pretty publicly on um, Twitter. And I 
can only assume that they've received a lot of, uh, let's say, feedback on the subject and have decided to implement a policy to save face moving on because, you know, they don't seem to have given a shit for the longest time until someone started, uh, you know, publicly um, incentivizing, let's say, them to change their policies. Yeah, and but it, it seems like it, it's Rama. You, it it appears you've gone through it pretty steadily, and, and you seem to think it's a very big positive. Um, with it's a big positive on the nothing that they currently have, right? Which is why it's substantially better. It's right. a massive improvement because they don't have a policy currently. And and a lot a lot of these Adam are already delegated, but you said there there's a big chunk of them that are not dele- delegated that will eventually. The target is seventy percent of their both of their wallets, which adds, mm-hmm. which I think is about seventy percent of twenty five million. Um, that's a that's a lot. It's over eighteen yeah. nineteen million yeah. atom. Right. So uh, it's more than they currently have staked. Um, uh, from a uh, a policy perspective, I think the uh, the the notion article that kind of identified it was definitely kind of made them look bad from a a management perspective and their job is to manage the hub and a portion of that is to ensure that the foundation's money is being uh, delegated and um and validators are being incentivized in the right way um that document was identified that shortcoming quite uh, clearly and i think it expedited what they probably already had in their plans prior to icf coming um, they probably had to refocus and, and look at this earlier than they had planned. Yeah. Well, I think they probably had it in their, in their roadmap as part of the interchain security implementation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just quicker. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm very happy that there is a little more transparent transparency. I'm going to read through it, but I find it interesting that this space um, we started out Talking about you know the new the new liquid staking protocols, then we went into Australian politics for, for a very long time, and and then we finally got to talk about some serious serious um, validation and you know allocation of of resources for the hub, and and it's like, congrats to everyone who made it to like our hour two to to the seri- to this really good conversation because I've been listening in a lot. It's just. Um, it's it's really helpful to to hear your guys's perspective on you know this, this topic. Yeah, and I think uh, just to kind of talk to that around gamer nodes, I think these are like perfect topics where you can talk for an hour about a serious topic and have people engaged. Yeah, I wish we had more people couldn't, in here now. Couldn't <laughs> couldn't cover this in ten minutes, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, no, this this is definitely the type of subject that we sort of go back and forth on on game of nodes and um, you know talk it through. Uh, very similar to how we have just done, actually. Yeah, yeah, and you you know, no, like, I I I try to just you know speak up for a lot of the lay people or just a lot of the the um, the plebs or common people that it's like they don't know all the intricacies and the, the dynamics that goes on with the validators and the amount of capital and resources that go into running the validators. But then also a lot of the, gosh, I hate to use the word politics that just goes on. I mean, whenever you're dealing with resources and allocating and dividing up resources, 
there's going to be politics involved. And, and in a decentralized network like this, yeah, a lot of the discussion is out in the open and it, it gets out in the open on Twitter, but that's kind of like what, where it's, I mean, where else are you going to do it? I mean, yeah, it's, you have Commonwealth and, and the places that, you know, people can look at and read the, the props, but it's like most people who are, you know, just have like a hundred or, you know, 150 at them, they're not doing all that digging and doing the research, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, but I mean, at the same time, they're probably not likely to care too much about those types of in, intri- intricacies either. Um, I think for the most part, this current subject is probably the most interesting to um, validators, obviously. Um, and to be honest, I'm not sure that users tend to care so much about um, the the policies or even are aware of the policies of things like the ICF. Like I still struggle. I don't validate on um, Adam, uh, to be fair, but I still struggle to understand um, all the different organizations that are involved and, you know, what they yeah. bring to the party there in terms yeah. of like, you know, Ignite and the ICF and all the friggin' name changes of Ignite and all this type of stuff and all the politics that goes on on the hub. I was, Oh, I was very surprised to see the backlash about the um, the five percent um, commission, and I, I guess that does uh, prove that users are still uh, engaged in listening in some capacity. But I just I'm not sure how much they give a shit about the delegation policies of the ICF, which I think is um, self evident, given that no one's raised the bloody question in. For a, a year while. or so, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it all depends on how much capital you have in it. If if you only got you know like five hundred or three hundred US dollars, then it's you're you're just playing around and having fun and with this new new form of transaction transacting and you know NFTs and all that stuff. But if you've got ten k or you know twenty five k in in this network. And you got skid in the game and you want to know what the heck's going on and who, who's steering the ship, you know, <laughs> but I agree with you with, with, um, the cosmos hub it's, there was a lot of gray areas and it, it takes a while to understand, you know, just how it all works. Um, it, it's different than like Juno or osmosis, like osmosis is totally different. Like you understand there's a team, you know, they're, they're very active and you know, they're, they're doing like spaces or, they're dis- all you got to do is get in their discord and you can find out kind of what's going on, you know? So uh, like something like osmosis or stargaze is different compared to the cosmos hub, you know? So out of curiosity, maybe someone can tell me cause I'm completely ignorant. Um, like is the ICF elected? Is it elected members? Uh, so they are employees of a non-for-profit Swiss, uh, foundational fund. Um, I believe there, uh, I don't know, there is a board, so I'm assuming that someone puts them there, who those people are and and how they maintain those roles. I have absolutely no idea. Um, because the, uh, the ICF is made up of multiple organizations, just to, to be clear, there's Interchain, uh, then there's... Um, yeah, that's the hard part. Gamba. Yeah, the hard part uh, is knowing like the makeup of of it and doing actually doing the research i'm i mean i'm sure it's out there um well it's just straight on their website i'm just uh looking it yeah. up now um someone needs uh, to make an org yeah. chart 
<laughs> there is one. So um, oh, is there? it is here. Yeah, on the interchain.io forward slash about section, uh, people, Foundation Council of the Interchain Foundation, uh, Ethan Buckman, President, uh, Brian Crane, Vice President, Fernando Fedone, Council Member, uh, ICF Board of Management, um, Michael Nidera, uh, CFO, uh, ICF Team, a uh, bunch of managers, um, and then there's uh, Interchain Gamba, Board of Management, which is Interchain GmbH, uh, Anna and Billy Renekamp, who we, we know about and hear about. Uh, then the Interchain Gamba team uh, is a bunch of uh, devs, uh, leads for IBC, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I believe a portion of that is where we have like the SDK team, which is like Marco uh, and the like, um, who are all working in there. So under Interchain Gamba. Um, so that's a lot of. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of uh, interchain gumba. It's where most of the IBC and uh, SDK uh, type dev comes from. Uh, and then external to interchain, there's a bunch of organizations who have contracts with the interchain foundation to develop the hub. That's when you get like your, uh, your state fishes and your strange loves uh, assumptions um, as your larger devs who contribute to the hub. P2P validators. Yeah. Right? Which are all, uh, as far as I'm aware, those things, the contracts are what they're developing and the dollar values are unknown. Um, and uh, the work that is done is generally closed code until it's available uh, on uh, as like a release. Um, that's as far as I know. Happy to be corrected. Which is why you don't see uh, as much of a community engagement such as your Osmos or your, your Junos because... These are large orgs who are, you know, probably dealing with multi-million-dollar contracts for software development uh, on the future of the hub, which influences uh, the wider ecosystem. So, the level of engagement there is low. Uh, I think from a interchain foundation perspective, they recognise that, and that's what they're trying to look at improving now. Is having, you know, such as Dieball coming online, um, Cat.fish coming on board, not online on board to try and improve that communication. Uh, and uh, interaction between validators and community members um, to try and get that word out and, and improve the relationship. That's what so I see anyway. That, it does have a... So, yeah, I was surprised to know that Thyborg, um, it, was he just recently employed yeah, by a month or so ago? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean, like when I look at the core teams uh, on the ecosystem page, they've got... Um, they actually do have strange love listed here, and um, they actually, oh no, that's that's Tharsis. Uh Yeah, so I mean, okay, they're the people who I guess I don't see like P two P. I don't see um, uh, Stakefish on here, which is interesting. Yeah. Maybe they're yeah. I I don't know exactly. I just named those because I know that they are larger dev companies. Um, they may not work with the hub. State yeah, fish, it's definitely uh, is only like number two because they have that ghost wallet that has like five million atoms delegated to them. Oh yeah, some random ghost wallet. Nothing, yeah. nothing sus. It hasn't been touched <laughs> for five years. No one knows who owns it. It's got random transactions back to that um, third tier Japanese exchange. Yeah, but okay. They, they so don't it's... know anything about it. They're like, hey, if you can find out who owns this, please let us know. <laughs> I could imagine <laughs> the fear of. Uh, of sitting there with that and just like wondering when it would disappear. 
But yeah. People, so. I mean, like, I've been in that situation myself where, um, you know, uh, I used to have a delegation from the whale uh, on Juno of, like, it was about half of my total delegation at the time. And, uh, yeah, it was always the thought every morning when I woke up that it could be gone. <laughs> yep. Um, but at the time, I didn't even know who it, who it, was, it was until, like, mm-hmm. later. Um, and then when it disappeared. but. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure they're not too stressed. I'm sure they've, uh, sucked enough out of it to, uh, you know, <laughs> be happy for a while it was there. And if it disappears, it disappears. But, I, I would um, say that from a, a validator business and a developer business perspective, their validator business is probably a drop in the ocean, uh, in, in comparison and nice to have, but, uh, their dev work probably outweighs that substantially. Yeah, well, I think they are like a pretty, um, they're a pretty decent operation, definitely, Stakefish. I know they've got a lot of employees. Yeah. So. Which is why I mentioned kind of them and Strange Love as the two kind of larger devs. Um, and then P2P Validator, I know also a large dev. Don't know if they have contracts with uh, the hub, that's all. Imagine having this wallet, $78 million. Like imagine if it's just like a lost key wallet. So I found, so that wallet is a Genesis wallet um, from the ICO, eight cents each. Oof. A $450,000 investment currently at our terrible price of $12 or $13, uh, 78 million. And he's sitting on like 500,000 unclaimed rewards uh, in atoms. Um, so, you know, <laughs> not a bad investment, eh? Uh, Wasn't there so... investors that like lost their keys? To some of the <laughs> There is actually activity on that wallet. Seven months. So ago, it was right? no, no. Uh, oh yeah, well, eight months it's ago. It's still TX. No, no. There's a get reward um, TX. Seven months ago. Eight months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the last and, time they did anything. Yeah, but eight eight months ago is not that long ago. Start of the year. Yeah, but uh, what? So then they didn't do anything. But they, they've had they've sold millions in atoms, like actual tokens, not dollar value over the years. It just hasn't been touched for seven months. Prior to that, it was super active. Uh, I don't know if it was super active. Like this, if you, if you, Adam and selling it, it's pretty active. Yeah. But if you, if you scroll back through them, like it's only seven pages of transactions to get back to like the year two. So that's not a lot of transactions to make an entire year. So it looks like they come in every now and then claim their rewards and then sell them. Yeah. So, and what I was getting at there was like, they're probably an investor that knows they're sitting on absolute life-changing money and they don't necessarily need to come in and actively manage it and monitor it. They just go, I know that by having this state here, I'm going to be getting my rewards because I'm making a validator number two. Um, They've got $78 million that they can claim at any point in time, essentially, um, or more. and they can just yeah. transfer a million dollars um, or $10 million uh, if they wanted to, to uh, set themselves up for the next few years. And then they come back in a couple of years time when they need a little bit more cash and do the same thing again. Yeah. Well, I mean, their current, their current rewards is 12 X their initial investment. So I think they're doing yeah. just fine. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I say ghost wallet, right? Because it's like, it's ghost in activity, but they probably know they're sitting on a hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean, there's every, 
there is every uh, possibility that that wallet belongs to Stakefish anyway. So, um, I think they've clarified that and said that is definitely not our wallet. We don't know whose it is. Yeah, okay. When uh, yeah. Thyborg and I were doing the research to find out like all the top uh, wallets and who owns them, um, we approached them and I'm pretty sure Thyborg got an answer back from them. So these big wallets from Coinbase, do you think they're uh, like internal wallets for Coinbase custody, I guess? I'm yeah, sure so, like some of them are, stuff, yeah. Right? yeah, some of well, them. Well, I mean, they're, so they're, you know, their top wallets are 5 million, 4.7 million, 3.2 million, 330,000, 155,000. So there's some pretty healthy wallets um, for them as well. They it's funny like, Coinbase don't have an icon. Uh, yeah, 14 million total. Binance has got, it's got an eight, $8 million wallet. Yeah, so uh, eight, that's, eight that's million token staking. wallet. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so, the staking wallet, right? Where they stake their users, um, stake tokens. Potentially, it's a quarter of a I billion dollars. I would definitely have that in more than one wallet, though. Holy <laughs> shit! Imagine, imagine having the seed praise for that bad boy and being responsible for it. A quarter Ooh. of a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, but even so you, you got it written down somewhere or, or on a computer somewhere, more than likely being finance. Uh, it's yeah. probably written down in a vault somewhere, right? But um, man, SG One's got massive wallets as well. Well, not not that kind of massive, but six hundred and fifty thousand in a wallet's like yeah, so a fair amount of SG One wallets uh, that are split alt wallets. Are they? If, if you track them back, uh, not and you know to clarify, I haven't verified every single one of them. I have verified a number of them. Man, they're sitting on a bit of coin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, they're OGs too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and think think about just. I mean, Adam could go back to twenty. You know, if 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 things turn around, that's substantial amount of money hopefully some of it gets reinvested back into the network and you know but it's props props to the people who got in early you know and back in 20 2018 yeah there's a, a guy in the group chat that i'm in he was a an ico investor uh, got a bunch at eight cents not not a substantial amount but like a decent amount uh eight cents and um you know got his osmo he's at his eye on his juno his Nita airdrops, uh, you know, he's probably like a thousand X or more on his initial investment. Um, not, not too bad. Yeah. And so the question is, is like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I really hope that things, things go well and, and the ship keeps getting steered in the right direction. You know, it's, it's like, I, cause I, I feel compared to some of the other larger, um l1s like cosmos is more decentralized i mean i mean obviously more than solana or um cardano and i mean ethereum is going to be controlled by you know like 10 or 12 ent entities that are you know going to be have majority of ethereum stake to them is from what i understand my my lim limited knowledge of ethereum but um you know, if if people do value decentralization, I think um, the Cosmos ecos ecosystem will continue to be attractive. 
Oh. The funny thing about Cosmos is that it doesn't do anything. Like, I mean, people seem to happily ignore that. It's only... The main hub. Yeah, yeah, the hub is what I'm talking about. It's, It's got absolutely no value prop at the moment other than just being a big value of money and thus hard to attack. Yeah. Wow. So is Juno. It's through, yeah. It's an on-off ramp through like major exchanges. Juno's an on-off ramp for a, through one or two small ones. Like, yeah, but well, I mean, Kraken's crack, not money. small. As soon as Kraken's not small. Sorry, I forgot about Kraken. Um, as soon as Cato comes on, I don't touch the hub. So I think you will see like, uh, I think Juno will proliferate through more. Um, exchanges now that Kraken's listed it. I think that it will become quite popular with the exchanges. Same with Evmos. I think it'll become quite popular with the exchanges as well. So, I mean, if that happens, what's Adam left with? The only people reason people buy Adam is because it seems stable. Yeah. Um, store of money, store of value, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the big the- interchain uh, security will change that, right? It'll give it a purpose. Yeah. That's the terms of this. I see. Yeah, I mean, I, sorry, go, go. No, I mean, that's the big, the big news. And I mean, you think about like, you know, we were just talking about these people who got in early and they're sitting on this amount of capital, you know, they're going to want to steer this in the right direction where it's like, yeah, interchange security. We want to continue to grow the ecosystem. We have to bring value accrual to this level one. If not, we are going to become irrelevant. And, and, I mean, if you if if you listen to um, to Jay Kwan, some of his early <coughs> excuse me conversations, open conversations, you know, Jay was not um, shy about being honest about the fact that you know if if they do not find value accrual for it, it it you know it could be like like you were saying, you know, there's with with the ind- independent sovereign other L ones, they could you know be fine without the hub, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not even sold really on uh, ICS either yet. Um, I, I don't know how necessary it is um, given the way that the POS mechanism works, but It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, their last play at value didn't work with um, the uh, can't remember the name of it now. The, um, the, the yeah, the de- no, the Dex, not Crescent. Uh, oh well, Cre- Crescent's the fork. Yeah, so the Man. the Dex, the original, it was originally on um, uh, on the hub, and it did not seem to get any traction. I'm not sure that Crescent's even got any traction. I haven't heard much from it. At all, have you? I think they've got a small community of engaged people, but for the larger part, I don't think the wider ecosystem is very vocal about it. Um, they do have some nice features. Um, I haven't used it. I didn't, I didn't get the airdrop, so I haven't really used it. Um, but, uh, you know, I think they're, they're definitely doing development over there. They've got some cool stuff with, like, the ranging pools and, and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's just, like, really hard to be a Dex. Um, when you're kind of competing with Osmo and, and especially in the bull market, uh, in the bear market, right? Like no one wants to go and provide liquidity at the moment. Um, in well, will rip you to shreds and the rewards are generally worth it. 
your your first movers get the lion's share of the liquidity and then it's a hard task to become a to to copy that model um and entice liquidity and then you end up with like liquidity segregation and stuff anyway so um i think like uh it's a different story for the order books because you don't need the deep liquidity that you need in a dex style um exchange so yeah i like you can see it with juno swap there's not a lot of liquidity floating around on juno swap um and all those reward tokens if you look across the uh you know crypto as a whole not many of those reward tokens make it because it's not a sustain a sustainable um value proposition mm-hmm. they're all governance tokens like there's nothing to do with them except for do votes on random things but um i'm actually quite surprised that uni held its value over the years but again it's got like the first mover uh advantage so um, you know that story says gravity hub or emerus and emerus yeah emery emerus emerus emery what um however they said it it was yeah so that was originally on the hub and then they removed it from the hub and then i think they forked it into um crescent or rebranded it to crescent uh, and i'm not sure what the reason for that was the the emery interface actually i quite liked the way it was set up but again it just got no traction um n- no one ever marketed it it, it never had liquidity incentives um, uh, and because it didn't have a native token, it was hard to implement. So, I would be interested to hear your full, like full take of the gravity token. You know where where do you, you know there was a it was it was very much a, a token that was kind of initially rejected by the community, um, but at the same time, here it is, um, and like Stargaze and others are using it for. Um, it seems uh, for like NFT trippers and other things like there, there seems to be some like momentum behind it, but it's not really talked about. And definitely uh, in the beginning stages, it was very much a hated token because of the way they did their distribution. Um, if you're, if you're asking me specifically, I'm really sorry, man. I, I really yeah, can't yeah. comment on it because I, I don't know anything about it. Um, unfortunately. I, I never Is sort of went else near that, Gravity that Bridge. Has any kind of thoughts or, you know, feedback on that? And Mayor, by the way, all I have to say, I only actually came up here to speak because I wanted to say that um, the mayor, Mr. Ed Dantes, still does not follow me. So you know, I'm a little hurt there, and that's that's literally the only reason why I came up here to to speak. But I also have that question, bro, brother. I will give you a, fo- a follow. Because you made it into um, our number three on uh, the Friday night Cosmos uh, spaces. I will definitely give you a follow. Um, we, we've had a very wide range of topics from Australian politics to um, Australian actors and actresses um, to some finally some serious conversation. But uh, as far as the Grav token. Um, yeah, 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 I think that's a good. The Grav token is like a good, like, where are we going with that? You know, yeah. and I, 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 like you guys are very in tune with a lot of the elements in Cosmos. And so I value that because I've been watching it for a long time and I'm just like, man, should we, should we make a move here or 
do we, you know, we stand back and just wait? Yeah. I mean, unless you got it airdropped, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's mainly, it's main use case is going to be a bridge. And um, I think th- it is going to get implemented more um, as far as bridging um, Ethereum uh, tokens through Eb- Ebmos. Um, I mean, it, it is, I think it was originally like you had, you had Emerus, which was the DEX. And then you had, you had the gravity bridge and like the two projects kind of got split. Um, you know, Everest got turned into Crescent and it had its own airdrop. And then you still had the, the gravity um, bridge, which has its token. So, I mean, I mean, I, I don't see that token doing a whole lot. Um, I don't, um, I, I, I forget what the inflation is on it. It's not that high. It's like 20% or like 23%. But, um, yeah, I, I don't see a whole lot of activity on that token. So you're saying that there was, in the beginnings, it was the team, they wound up splitting, and that's that's where Crescent came from? Yeah, well, it was, so the, I think the team behind it is B Harvest, and he's a validator, and it, they're very smart. He's a very smart guy, um, and he did a lot of the dev work on it. Um, but, you know, originally, about a year ago, it was um, it was the Emberus, and the gravity bridge, but um, Emirates, Emirates was supposed to be hosted on the hub. That didn't happen. That got spun mm-hmm. out, and um, you ended up with two different tokens. So, um, like, yeah. and this is true for a bunch of chains that we see today. Like Frederico from Evmos uh, was part of the you know part of the hub. Um, you've got Zaki who's and Jack who you know across a number of different chains. Um, you've got. Um, uh jake uh hartnell uh he was mm-hmm. originally part of like original tendermint he built you know helped build he built cosmosm he helped build um juno uh stars like uh, all of uh, the majority yeah. i would say yeah. of our chains currently are all from like og uh yeah. cosmos contributions right uh, even people within the persistence ecosystem um they there are people who were part of the og 2017 18 um, days uh, who now have you know split off um, and doing their own thing in, in their chains. So um, you know, but uh, but but that's interesting that you say that that Shane was part of those things and now, but he is working with Gravity like they're they're integrating to use Gravity as a bridge. So there's NFT platforms like that are using Grav to make steps forward. So that's that's where I get. You know, it was like a, the grab was kind of this, like, uh, you know, I, re- I remember when it happened. I just remember that. I remember the community being kind of irritated and upset and just saying, you know, the way they handled the drop and it didn't get distributed well enough and it went to too many of the big holders and this, that, and the other. Then it got like massively devalued and nobody talked about it. And I've been sitting there like, man, you know, like as it gets devalued, you know, wins, wins the bottom because maybe there's a point where it's a good buy well, at the same time. Yeah. It's just that, you know, then I see like stargaze and some of these other platforms that are actually, they're integrating and they're used, they're going to use the gravity bridge as the bridge for NFTs in the cosmos space. And so that's becoming like a standard. Um, it, do you guys not know that or? Well, it's, it, but you, you got to think about it. It's, 
the graph token, where, where's it's going to get its value from? Where's it's going to get it, its revenue? I mean, it's well, if it becomes a standardized the, bridge, then it gets value right there. there. Yeah, but you don't you don't need bridging in 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 IBC. So it's you're only bridging to Ethereum and. Well, that's I mean, the point, yeah, though. Yeah, that's the yeah, point. You need exactly. standardized. Yep. Especially mm-hmm. for NFTs, right? NFTs are like that's a massive, massive, massive important yep. area that we're going to head into. That like NFTs are going to be there. NFTs are the future for communication. Period. You know, they are. You know, they're the thing that you're going to hold uh, to show. You know, so. That's where I, when I see things like when I see Stargaze working with, um, with Grav and other platforms that are, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not coming here to like mention names and and create weird stuff. But when I see that, I'm just like, mm, you know, maybe there's more to that, you know. Well, it, yeah, and the question is, is are are they are they is it going to be useful and successful? You know, two two three four years from now, you know, it's like. Yeah, the tokens took a hit. It's at two. It's at two cents. You know, two point seven one cents. Um, but you know, with bridging, there's a lot of competition, and you know, it could but be if the it main. It becomes like a standard for the NFTs. If it becomes a standard, and then and then more so for other tokens. You know, it, it could take shape very quickly. You know, we've Possibly, seen yeah. that already with other tokens, like. When yeah. they become something, it's just like it's immediate, you know. But you have to understand the inflation on it, and these tokens are inflationary. And 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 you, yeah, I mean, what, I would what is the take, negative you, on grab? You need to take a real hard look at the the tokenomics and get look at the white paper on it. I I don't have it right in front of me, but I would I would number one encourage you to do that. Look at the look at the the. I mean, is there a so is there a total set number of tokens? Is is it cat hard capped at like one billion or you know five hundred million? If not, is is it inflationary forever? You know, I I don't know that much behind behind it, but that's that's really where you need to start start doing your digging on it. Yeah, that was I the mean, hard thing. It was like there was just this massive controversy at the beginning, and then we all kind of dismissed it. But then at the same time, it, there it was on Osmosis, still tradable, and I was always like, you know, huh. And then all of a sudden, I start seeing the NFT platforms saying we're we're integrating, you know. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing other blockchains saying we're integrating. And so that's when I was like, oh my gosh, actually, there are not just you know not just the NFT platforms, but and, and blockchains. But then there's other blockchains that are not NFT platforms that are integrating with this platform to utilize. So I think um, in the end, I honestly I think. From what I'm seeing, and this is just maybe I'm crazy, I think that Grav is one is in the end, like in the beginning, it was rejected, and I think in the end, it's going to be the one. It'll be the standard. Well, you can tell on how much how much um, traffic because I mean it's all on on chain. So I mean, yeah, you can trust. You can trust, but it's adoption, right? It's like what platforms are actually going to use it and adopt it. I personally am a big believer that Stargaze is going to be the number one um, NFT, NFT platform mar- in the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, I, I really do. And and NFTs are going to be one of the biggest onboarding platforms in the cosmos to bring people in this space. Like I see Cosmos as so much of it. I see it as like the Shopify platform 
uh, for builders in Web3, you know, because the, they're just everyone here, like DowDow and all this stuff. It's like the token, you know, how easy it is to mint a token and just output it and airdrop it and all that kind of crazy stuff, right? Like, I just see like this platform being the Shopify of, of Web3. So when I see Stargaze, integrating with with this with this token with grav for me i'm just like oh my gosh you know like i think maybe there's more to this future that i didn't see and you know obviously too there's so many like back end and this that and the others that are that are where none of us are going to see but 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 the thing is it's it i guess in the end it really is it's like who's willing to build and who's willing to work hard to make sure this integrates, right? Because that's that's that the only reason that like Stargaze or any of these platforms are going to integrate with something like Gravity Token is because they're just trying to create a bridge that'll work. You know, they they want they want you know Ethereum and all these other platforms to easily integrate and come into this space, and they want to move yeah, forward. No, yeah, so, I I agree. And but but the question is is yeah, how much traction are they going to get? Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why I'm just yeah. like, mm, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. and that's why I have. I don't own. I don't own any grab. I don't own any gravity token. Um, just curious so about. Not, it. Yeah, I, I understand. It. Yeah, it's just as a non-disclosure, you know. Yeah, no I'm problem. not here shilling anything either. I'm just. I'm so curious because, like, I kind of want to grab. I, I kind of want to buy gravity token, but at the same time, I'm just like, run. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's me. Thanks, guys, man. I appreciate you having me up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step down, but um, you know, it's 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 my bedtime. My wife just popped into bed. I see Cosmos DeFi here and Tenderman Timmy, so it, it definitely is. And then Jimmy's in the room too. Oh gosh, yeah, I'm not coming up here with Jimmy in the in the on the floor. So y'all have a good night. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. He was here earlier, and we were talking about um, Australia and New Zealand, but it's all good. It's all good. Anyways, Tricky, how, how much do you want to keep things running here for a while? We got some new, we got some new faces back, some new familiar faces. Timmy, welcome. I'm interested to know is uh, is Soy Two Studio? Are you Australian? I might have asked before, but you seem to be on our time zone. Maybe you're in Asia somewhere. Yeah, he's in Asia. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, guys, I'm just about out of things to talk about. To, to be honest, so uh, I might step down unless uh, anyone has pointed questions specifically for me answered in my uh, beautiful Australian accent. No? Cool. I'm going to bail. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I'm stepping down. Cool. Yeah, it's a good time to wrap it up. Appreciate everybody. Hope everybody's uh, had a good night. Hope everybody has a good rest of their night. Hey, uh, thanks for having us on. Well, thanks for having me specifically on, man. I know uh, I got pulled up here. Well, and, thanks um, a lot, man. Appreciate it. It was some good conversation about the uh, ICF and, you know, it, it was really, really good. I appreciate you coming on and uh, yeah, definitely stop by some other weekend for sure, man. Appreciate it. Given the opportunity, I will talk for hours. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> well, hey, also as a reminder, you know, let's try to delegate out of the top 10 and uh keep the keep the chains decentralized i see i see our friend homestead just popped in um got a big big uh mint launch happening on is it monday or tuesday oh my gosh homestead 
give me a thumbs up or a ha- it's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe it. It's Monday. Hold on, let me check. What's up, Mayor? Where is it? Hey, man, I won't leave you hanging. September 6th. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, the mint. Do we have a Do we have a time yet? Um, I uh, I don't have the time on hand. Um, what I can tell you is that Tuesday is the whitelist mint. Um, so Tuesday the sixth is when whitelist opens. We're gonna have a full twenty four hour whitelist. Uh, oh, twenty four hours. Okay. So, uh, one of the things we wanted to do is make sure we give everybody a chance. Um, a lot of times, that, in my opinion. Uh, white. Yeah, the one white hour or two hour window is off to people exactly. Uh, yeah, it's hard to hit that window sometimes when it's only like two two or three it, hours. You know, I mean, certain projects that might work just fine for, um, depending on what your audience is and things like that. But obviously, like what we're trying to build with Gelato is a lot bigger than that, and so it, it would really seem to handicap ourselves to limit the whitelist minting to an hour or two or three hours. So we've got that set up to be a whole 24 hour whitelist minting. Um, and then the public mint will open up the following day. So the seventh. All right. Very cool, man. I just wanted to, wasn't sure on that. Glad, glad I got to clear, clarify that with you. And, um, thanks for popping in, man. We were talking about, um, some validation stuff and some, uh, well, we were talking a lot about a lot of topics tonight, <laughs> a lot of topics, but, um, well, shit, y'all don't have it was to stop good. talking about it. Cause I'm here. <laughs> well, we've been going since, uh, 9 PM. So I think, uh, I think Tricky and I are ready to wrap it up. Um, if you guys want to spin up uh, after hours, that'd be great. Um, but uh, I've, I've been on a couple spaces earlier today, so I've been like burning up my phone <laughs> battery. <laughs> but it's been good, man. I'm, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to next week. I mean, we got a couple airdrop. We got the Quicksilver airdrop. I think that's Monday. We got your your mint on Tuesday the sixth, and then um, the seventh. And, um, yeah, hopefully things, things start looking up, you know? Yeah. Some of these coming airdrops are exciting for sure. Um, you know, I've said that a few times about getting involved with gelato. Was it part of it was just, it's the first time in a while we had something real exciting happening on Juno. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to some of the, uh, like you said, Quicksilver is, I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of intrigue there. Um, and then personally, man, I'm, I'll be happy once we get this NFT off. Um, it's been a lot on myself personally, trying to collate the whitelist, get all these addresses together. Um, I don't know, be transparent and open with our Discord community, with the Twitter community about trying to get this all put together. Um, you know, you're leaving certain people off, you know, there's going to be people that are unhappy. They don't get one, that type of thing. Um, so yeah, personally, I'm real happy. Uh, the sixth is getting close. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know it, it, it'll be probably hopefully, you know, get, get past the sixth and the seventh. Hopefully things, um, the launch goes well. Um, if you want to do a spaces on the sixth in the evening, if you're free, um, DM me or, you know, we could, we could do something just to chill, um, and maybe show off, show off some of the early, early, uh, 
NFTs. But um, but yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. I know um, it'll be a good it'll be a good week. You know, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's you know, it's the point I just said. It's the point you said. Uh, it sounds like what you guys talked about. Like, it's nice that we've got a week coming up here. Or we've had some weeks where the news going around Cosmos, the news going around Juno isn't all just drama and garbage, you know? Um, know, There's been a lot of those growing pains the last few months for this chain, this ecosystem. Um, You know, lots of projects, things like that as well, having that struggle, those growing pains. Um, But it's nice to kind of see some of these things that, I mean, God, Quicksilver, how long have they been teasing us? 10 months now? So it's nice to see these things coming along and still getting their project out there and and getting their product out there and, and, you know, kind of, I don't want to say making good on what they promised because I don't think that's the right way to kind of pigeonhole some of these projects and creators, but like bringing their product that they've kind of teased us with to us, bringing it to the public, giving us something to play with, to press the buttons, things like that. Um, it's nice to have that happening right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It is. It is good to not get bogged down. But anyways, you th- I hope, hopefully Stargaze is ready. Um, I'm sure you've been in contact with them. Uh, it's, it's, they've done this several times. So hopefully everything goes well on the 6th and the 7th. Um, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. I know... Um, yeah, I think Juno's doing well, man. Everything Juno's had thrown at it this year between, I mean, the chain got halted and, you know, all the governance stuff earlier in the year and, you know, being being able to bring over some of the Terra projects. I, I, I'm excited for Juno. I think it's it's had a lot thrown at it, but it's 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 persevered and it's got a lot going for it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the year. Anyways, I think we're thinking about wrapping it up. Anyone else got anything to say before we close out? Tricky, are you there? Are you asleep? I'm still here, no worries. <laughs> well, gotcha. I mean, we're we're almost we're just at three and a half hours. So, I mean, I mean, I know for rack standards, that's not that's like half a space. I know they go like seven, eight hours. Like we're we're not we didn't qu- quite get to the to their their high end, uh, you know eight hour spaces, but we did pretty good for a Friday night. Yes, All right. sir. All right, Tricky. Well, Hey man, thanks for hanging out and hosting with, with me and, uh, Noel, thanks for, for popping in. Um, home at homestead, all you guys, everyone, thanks for making it to this, this hour. So, uh, appreciate you yeah. guys. Thanks for having us guys. And, uh, sorry, sorry if we, uh, dragged us there while we're talking about those things for a while. Yeah, man. No problem. No problem. Good, good, good night. Right. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. All right. Everybody, everybody. Good night, everybody. See you later. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part Cosmos Space, hosted by Tricky. IBC Gang Lounge. Airdrops are back. Recorded on Friday, September 2nd, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. 
Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and her braces yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking rig roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Burks gonna cash cow country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full, spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will, will see things happen to them That are in their favor Tell someone's looking over me. That's a that's a fascinating phenomenon when that happens. And what, when you analyze those situations, what you find is is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like who would have guessed you turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret. Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet. I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks. Looking at the rectangles, damn, they kinda thick. We've gone through a whole lot of kings here. Cutting off heads just to bring cheer. Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up when you give an arm and a leg just to try the junk. On some first time buyer's luck. Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch. And put your hands up if you fuck this year. And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare. And put your mask on just to go outside. Looking at the planet about to downsize. So climate change will not make Earth. Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Ten spaces. <laughs>